Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tracy Donegan, Chief Information and Innovation Officer at MLK Community Healthcare. Tracy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura. It's a great to be here. Well, I'm really excited for our conversation. I know there's so much happening in healthcare and particularly in the technology side and innovation. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Well, I have over 30 years experience in the healthcare industry working as a consultant or an executive. Um, prior to MLK Community Healthcare, I was Assistant Vice President of Cognizant, which is a global technology consulting firm with over 300,000 employees, and then at Apria Healthcare, which is a national home medical equipment provider as VP of Strategy Management. Um, I heard all about uh, the new hospital, MLK Community Healthcare. When I was um, at Aprio, I had a consultant working for me, and he kept telling me that they were building this hospital from scratch. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought, when does that ever happen? I was so enthralled by what he was saying, and I thought it would be an opportunity of a lifetime. So I didn't want to ask him to uh, put me on the project, I decided the best way to do it was just to tell him that I was going to come over and work on the team. And, and that's exactly what I did. I sent an email to him and I said, I decided to join your firm. And by the end of the month, I was on that job building that hospital. I don't remember what role I had. I, I don't think I really even had a role. We were just part of it. And that's my background. That's how I got to where I am today. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, it's just so fascinating to think about and hear how different people get into healthcare and what's really driving and motivating them. And so, you know, from that moment when you thought, huh, this would be a, a fun project to work on, this is really intriguing. You know, how has your interest and passion in healthcare grown and developed into now being the chief information innovation officer? How do you build a career like that? Well, I, you know, I always in my career have found that I just, when an opportunity presents itself, you just go for it. So, I mean, I started out in accounting. My mother was a chief financial officer for a home care organization, and I just had always been in healthcare and followed in their footsteps. Somehow along the way, probably through consulting, I got into technology and then came this, this assignment and um, I had been a consultant there and I had left, uh, you know, about six months after the hospital opened and the chief executive officer, Dr. Elaine Batchelor, had asked me if I wanted to come back. And of course, you, you, when you've been involved with something that significant in your life, that's life changing, of course, you want to be, continue to be part of it. And that's how I ended up to be where I am. Well, fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm really glad that you found healthcare and, and have been um, so passionate about what you do. Now, I know the last few years have been challenging across the board for healthcare systems uh, for many, many reasons. And, and so I'd love to hear from your perspectives, 
you know, when you look ahead, what are some of the big opportunities you have your eye on as well as the headwinds that are really impacting the organization? Well, for us, I mean, we're still a growing hospital and health system. We're in what American Hospital Association calls a metropolitan anchor hospital because we serve a large number of urban low-income historically marginalized patients. So a lot of what we have to do or opportunities that lie ahead is um, matching our services and infrastructure to what our community really needs. And we just can't move fast enough. Many of our patients also are presenting to us with seriously progressed chronic con conditions due to a lack of access to adequate primary, primary and specialty care. So it's helping our patients stay out of the hospital and manage their chronic conditions, ultimately giving them an improved sense of wellness and well-being. Um, you know, it, it really is about solving our most precious, our most pressing issues, which is space. Um, it, it started out when we opened up our hospital, we quickly outgrew our emergency department, which was built for 40,000 annual encounters, and we now have up to 116,000. Um, we've done a lot of innovative things in that area, and, you know, we're able to process those encounters safely. But it's it's making our services such that we keep our patients out of our emergency department um, because we want them healthy, but also because we have a desperate need to have space available to serve, um, you know, patients that are experiencing more urgent situations. So we've been focusing on growing our medical group and outpatient practice sites. But for health IT, it's it's been all about how we can support that process, how we can support our patients um, to help them get the care that they need where they are. Um, and to also give them a meaningful, um, trusting experience for us. So we have been focusing a lot on building out our digital front door strategy, which we had developed prior to the pandemic, and we've been moving forward with that ever since. So, you know, it's the basic things of finding a doctor, scheduling appointment, pre-appointment registration, all of that. And we've been focusing on two main tools, our chatbot and our patient portal, which we will be embedding um, all of our digital tools in those areas. So hence a digital front door. But what, found, what we found surprising is how well our community was taken with our little chatbot we called Mia. So she's got a symptom checker, um, navigation, appointment scheduling, and so forth. And those users that visit our site 80% of them utilize MIA and uh, compared to like half of that in other health systems. So we're so proud of her and we continue to spend a lot of time. Um, and then the other opportunity that we've had was just helping our patients better manage their chronic conditions. So we've been focusing on growing our centers of excellence in diabetes because most of our patients or community in general has a three times higher rate of diabetes and a, a life expectancy 10 years shorter than California in general. So that is really where we desperately need to focus our attention is building that program and making it easier and better for our patients to engage. So what we have been doing in, in health IT was um, 
continuing to build out our population health system, but also from a practical standpoint, helping our care team who manage those patients manage them in, an, in a more automated fashion, you know, with a customer relationship management platform and tools to help our patients set goals around their clinical outcomes and strategies for removing barriers, you know, such as access to healthy food or, or uh, places to live and so, and so forth. So, um, but then finally, I, I think, you know, with a lot of these initiatives that we have uh, with those goals, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of our key staff members and our stakeholders were always in a lot of meetings and initiatives. And I'll talk about that la later, but that's sort of like that hidden opportunity to how do we make them better at, you know, managing multiple initiatives along with their, you know, day-to-day -day jobs. And um, we'll, we'll touch about that later. But the headwinds for us is just the adequate reimbursement um, for treating, you know, highly complex patients. And that's, I think, you know, exacerbated uh, by the fact that um, many of us and many others are facing labor shortages, raising, rising um, labor costs. And of course, you know, the high cost of running a highly advanced um, organization in terms of technology, uh, that's, that's always a struggle. And it's and it's costly um, to maintain in the HR and the digital apps and the and the people to manage those. Absolutely, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, and is really the challenges that so many different hospitals and health systems are facing across the country is, you know, having some great ideas and and really. Um, a lot of passion around being able to make things better and easier for the healthcare providers, as well as the patients and the community that they're trying to serve. But certainly, you know, making sure that on the financial side, it's a tougher year than ever before for a lot of um, organizations, as well as seeing their staff shortages and resources uh, really tighten up more than they have in the past. So, you know, thinking through that, how are you uh, thinking about growth and development and adding value to MLK community healthcare overall? I think, you know, a lot of the things that you touched on um, certainly will be great initiatives and value propositions, but given the resources and, and limitations that you have today, you know, what do you really focus on as being a, a value add overall? Well, I think for us, it's, it's moving from order takers to business partners because we need to find a way to really get at the heart of what's really going to move us forward um, in terms of our growth, but also growth internally inside, you know, making our processes better, making the, um, you know, the clinician experience better. And so we've been focusing, my team and I have been focusing on, you know, finding a better way to service our our business partners that you know our department leads and our, our our clinical stakeholders so we put a lot of effort into that um you know in the current state we meet with our clinical departments on a regular basis to review their enhancement requests and their project requests and this is great but we often just dive right into the design of of the request or, you know, what, what needs to be done without really stepping back and looking at, well, what's the overall underlying problem? What are we trying to achieve? What's the organization trying to achieve? Um, the, 
the request itself might be something that that's needed to move us forward, but it may be a symptom of an, an issue with the overall workflow or handoff from another department. So we wanted to equip our staff with the right skills and tools to understand the context of those requests and those of, of the enhancement requests or project requests. Was there a problem to be solved? Would it change the, would it help the department reach its goals? Um, my uh, vice president of health IT solutions, Holly Martin, um, just came on board last year and she's been fantastic. So she's been focusing a lot on this and she leveraged our uh, budget cycle, recent budget cycle for fiscal year 24 to illustrate the importance of this this concept of a business partner. So they have been working over the past several months to meet with each department leader with the health system strategy in hand. And the purpose of the meeting was to understand the department's supporting plans for that strategy, what capabilities they needed and current pain points they were experiencing. And so they're in the process of synthesizing that knowledge. And what they're going to use it for was, of course, to update our own strategy, but also to look at those aggregated initiatives and see are there common pain points threaded throughout these initiatives? Um, and also, how would we, what are the initiatives and how would we best sequence those to avoid resource conflicts? What would add the, the best value to the organization as a whole to meet its strategy? And I think all of those are really important to for our growth, given the fact that we have limited resources. And then finally, you know, I'm going back to the concept of the the monthly department meeting. They've got that that information in hand each time. So when there is a request um, asked, they've got the context. They know where the department is leading. They know where the organization is headed. So they can better assess that being in the position that they meet with all the departments, they've got that 30,000 foot view of the organization and they can add value that way to understanding the request in the context of where the organization needs to go. Absolutely, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, really it seems like it's a smart way to um, build up your team so that no matter what, you're able to execute on the most valuable projects and have people who are flexible and able to, you know, really uh, serve those business partners within the organization well. Now, you mentioned a few different times there that obviously resources are um, slim in, you know, having to do do more um, be, because of the current situation, you know, and, and I know a lot of um, health systems are facing that, but where do you see as being one area that's important to continue to make investments in or, or a risk that's worth taking this year? Well, definitely, I think we need a win for our physicians. The COVID-19 pandemic really, um, you know, we really had to focus like everybody else on getting through that pandemic. Um, and I think that we as an organization have especially my team, we've, we've, we've lost touch with that physician experience. And so we think the investment worth making this year is really looking at that and, and doing a deeper dive, really understanding the concerns that they raised to us, but also observing them in their, in their day in the life to just be reoriented to, um, you know, their, their day-to-day -day struggle and seeing patients and, 
um, having the administrative burden of, of documenting in the chart? What's that like? What do they face? Um, and so recently, actually last week, I shadowed one of our intensivists in the clinic. He had escalated an issue to us earlier that week on um, how slow the system was. So we usually, uh, we tease our, our uh, director of operations around our virtual desktop. We always say it's so slow and we tease him about that. But that particular day, there was a incident with the our EHR in that um, it caused slowness. So I thought the best way to go over that was to really go to the clinician and, and sit with them and see, was that, was that just a coincidence or was there really something else going on other than um, our virtual desktop? So, and it really was um, a, a chronic issue with slowness and performance of our EHR. And, and I saw that as I was sitting there watching him prep for his, his encounters. And I saw that certain areas of the performance of the record were really slow. And, you know, it, it was, it was not where he, it was, he had to stop working, but you could tell it would just really slowed him down. And, um, and these are small things. And I think the, the big, takeaway on, on this particular example was that there's a cumulative effect of these small inconveniences in the HR, an extra click or a, a second more to wait, and it really interrupts their flow. As I was with him in one of his exams, it happened again, this, this small one, two-second delay, and I could see it, it really interrupted the flow of the visit, and, um, and so that was eye-opening for us. And then another example, which is, is minor. I mean, it happens all the time for a lot of um, users and, and health IT organizations is this concept of opening a ticket when there's an issue. I mean, these seem like very small, mundane things that we're talking about here, but I think they really add up to something um, very important. And this is back to that concept of being a business partner um, earlier this week, one of our anesthesiologists um, emailed one of our analysts to fix an issue that was happening that was preventing a bill to be dropped. And the analyst wrote back saying, well, create a ticket. And I feel that when you're not in the shoes of a physician, you don't really understand what they go through every day. You don't realize that extra step of calling the help desk or opening up the portal to, to open a ticket is, is really cumbersome. I mean, and, and I explained to the team that, you know, when you're helping the physician, you open the ticket for him, you know, be his partner. Um, it's, it's not about the, the rigidity of, of, of a process or following a process to a T. It's really about how do we help each other and and see really what's important um, to the physician at the end of the day, which is uh, treating his patients and, and dropping a bill. And that's what we need to support. That's where the opportunity is.
Absolutely. I love that. I, I think it's such a, a crucial thing, you know, and it doesn't take too much effort or, or, you know, too many resources, but just the mindset switch and change um, to, to really think of, you know, yourself as that service partner or somebody who can really make a big difference on um, the, the IT team. I think it really seems like it would speak volumes to how the organization is running it in the best way possible. That's absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So I, you know, I've really appreciated you jumping in and speaking with me today, Tracy. I just have one more quick question before we wrap up. Uh, where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth and development in the future? I know you just mentioned, obviously, that kind of mindset shift in some of the ways that you can be better partners um, to the clinical and business teams uh, for, for from the health system. But, you know, is there anything else that you are really looking at on the horizon and seeing as a, a space where there's a lot of opportunities for growth? Well, you know, in addition to, you know, where we need to go as an organization and improving the clinician experience, we see there, there's a lot of hidden value in streamlining just administrative processes and helping the organization operate more efficiently, I mean, excuse me, efficiently. The pandemic brought us great collaboration tools, but the problem is we just layered them on top of the way we always work. So it's kind of like disassembling the, this old work culture that we had and reassembling it in a way that reclaims the productive time of our staff. Remember, I said we have a lot of initiatives going on. A lot of people are spending their time on meetings. So we've, we've made it sort of our pet little project to look at better ways that we can meet with each other, um, focusing a lot on our Microsoft tools and how we can best accomplish what we would accomplish in a meeting, but asynchronously. So we've been looking at um, methodologies for how to use better use Teams and better use Microsoft Tasks and Planner. And we have small hackathons, you know, to see who best can come up with the best methodology. And um, I, I just have to say I've won some of those contests. <laughs> But anyway, um, hands down, I think this is where we we could really improve as an organization and help, you know, staff um, get more hearty blocks of time on their calendar for productive, good thought work. Um, I think having multiple meetings and, and um, multiple workloads uh, makes people inefficient. I mean, they, they want to spend time in a meeting because they feel like they're going to miss something, but at the same time, they're, they're multitasking to, you know, work on other things that they need to do that day. And that makes both, both uh, tasks ineffective. So, and I think people, staff in general, sometimes find that just extending their work day is their way of getting their work done. And that's not the way we'd like our, our um, staff to spend their time. So we've been really looking at how we can use these basic tools to uh, better uh, equip them with methodologies to make their time more efficient and more focused. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, Tracy, and certainly is a, a an important aspect of making sure that the overall organization is, is better in, in running um, as efficiently as possible. 
I appreciate your time today. And I'm also looking forward to connecting with you in person at our Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October. I know there's so many um, fascinating conversations that we'll be able to have around technologies and um, patient interactions, as well as the things that you're doing to automate and, and really bring in the internal functions and, and um, pathways to be as optimized as possible. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there and, and talking with you about innovation and in technology and healthcare. Me too. Look forward to it. Thank you for the time today. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.